0: Hello, ito po si Robbie Lampay, Puma podcast mula sa Quezon City. Kasama po natin si Attorney Ted Te, former Supreme Court spokesperson, now back teaching at the UP College of Law, and sa Ted Talks, Ted Te talks on all things law and government. Today we will break down legal terms we often hear in stories about the West Philippine Sea and our territorial disputes with China. Okay, Ted, so we're talking about all of these terms that have come up. Dami-dami na, na. And really, people use it interchangeably. We say sovereignty, we say territory. Is there a difference between all of these terms?
1: Yes, there is a difference. There are definitions for each of those words or terms. No? Usually, the word sovereignty uh, refers to four aspects. no? First, a state that is sovereign has rights or power over a particular territory. Second is accountability and responsibility over a population. Third is uh, there are specific authority uh, constituted. And fourth is that other sovereign states recognize the state as sovereign. So- sovereignty basically pertains to legal authority of a state as constituted
0: to govern. Mm -hmm. But legal authority, meaning sovereignty, is a more nebulous, abstract term in the sense that it doesn't refer to a physical thing.
1: Yes, it doesn't refer to a physical thing, although one of the elements is territory. So that is physical. So for example, if a country splits into two uh, as a result, let's say, of a civil war, one of those two subdivisions later on, is recognized as a sovereign state, then it has to have these four elements.
0: Mm. So the sovereign refers to basically the leadership. For lack of a better term, it refers to the recognized ruler. It could refer to a king. It could refer to a government. It could even refer... To people. That's
1: what the constitution says, that sovereignty resides in the people and all governmental authority emanates from them. So that's the essence of our uh, setup, that the people own sovereignty. And the reason why government is there is because the people constituted the government.
0: Okay, so that brings us to the second term, territory. What is territory now relative to Sovereignty.
1: Well, territory is, of course, a specific area as defined by an organic act, a constitution, or any similar basic or fundamental law of a particular state, which has sovereignty. Territory is, again, one element of sovereignty because the sovereignty extends only to that territory. Beyond that territory the sovereign cannot claim uh, any hold or any authority. So, for example, in the Philippines, our constitution defines what is the national territory.
0: Okay, because kanina sinabi mo, yung sovereignty, there's an element of external recognition of that. There has to be, from the international community, an understanding whether multilaterally, collectively, or bilaterally even. There's an element of that. Territorial definition is then what helps the international community to understand what exactly they are agreeing to or what they are yes, recognizing. what
1: they are recognizing. So if, the, if other states, other sovereign states recognize that this is the Philippine territory, then clearly they recognize sovereignty of the Philippines over this particular territory. So problems arise if other states come in and say, well, we also claim sovereignty over that particular Is
0: there a governing body on the global level that has more or less set the territories of each country?
1: There is none. But of course, the United Nations, as a collective body of states and nations, the United Nations recognizes mutual sovereignty. Each state member of the United Nations is sovereign in itself. That's one of the strongest points, but that's also one of the weakest points of the UN because it recognizes that each state is sovereign. So it upholds sovereignty of states but at the same time it cannot insist on imposing its will because that state is sovereign. So sometimes that that becomes a problem if there are other states for example that want to insist on a particular way of doing things and one state holds out and says no we do not want to because we are sovereign. Wala magagawa UN don hindi makakapasok hindi pilitin ng UN no the most it can do is exert you know what we call moral suasion other states can come in and say, oh, nakahiya ka naman, nag ka, yung parang galon. So, that, that's
0: basically it. So, yung case, for example, of as you put it, different ways of doing things in terms of demarcating the bounds of your territories, that becomes relevant, especially now in the South China Sea. One of the things that China has become... Uh, Controversial for is what they call the nine dash line. And to make a long story short, the nine dash line is China's way of defining its territory. But now we and other Southeast Asian nations are saying, wait, your line is encroaching into our definition of where our territories lie.
1: Yes, and that was precisely the point of the case that the Philippines brought against China to have the nine-dash line declared as uh, non-existent and not as a basis for its supposed historical claim. And the Arbitral Tribunal upheld the claim of the Philippines saying that China's nine-dash line has no basis.
0: The Philippines welcomes the issuance today, 12 July 2016, of the award by the Arbitral Tribunal constituted by the Permanent Court of Arbitration under Annex 7 of the 1982 United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea, or UNCLOS, on the arbitration proceedings initiated by the Philippines with regard to the South China Sea. The Philippines strongly affirms its respect for this milestone decision as an important contribution to ongoing efforts in addressing disputes in the South China Sea. That was former Foreign Affairs Secretary Perfecto Yasai delivering the country's response to the tribunal court's ruling back in 2016. One thing I'm curious about, you lawyers have also inserted the word rights into certain terms. For example, territory becomes territorial rights, Uh, sovereignty becomes sovereign rights. When I append the term rights, is that necessary or are you just trying to be fancy about the same thing?
1: No, we're not trying to be fancy. There are meanings to that. For example, under the UNCLOS, United Nations uh, Convention on the Law of the Sea, in the UNCLOS, sovereign rights is a term that is used to denote the privileges of a state within a defined area. ...of the sea called the Exclusive Economic Zone or the EEZ. So, meron kang karapatan na gamitin, uh, exploit, no linangin yung mga resources doon. Pero hindi ibig sabihin, ikaw ang nagmamay-ari nun.
0: Hindi po teritoryo yan. We only have sovereign rights. Sovereign rights means exclusive right to explore and exploit. That was Harry Roque differentiating the term sovereignty and sovereign rights back in 2017. Okay, let's put that into the context of the EEZ because that is another term that people have Uh, are familiar with, but they don't necessarily understand. The exclusive economic zone. There is a math formula for this, diba?
1: Yes, it is 200 nautical miles from the baselines from which the territorial sea is measured. So yung dulo ng ating baseline, you extend 200 nautical miles. Yun yung EEZ.
0: Now, the baseline is not one point. It goes all around all our islands. So if you were to imagine, let's say, drawing an outline around... Uh, the philippine maps you, you measure 200 miles all around that's our exclusive economic zone yes. but we got into this discussion because you were you were saying my distinction John no that is your exclusive economic zone as recognized by the international community and you have sovereign rights over what is within that exclusive economic zone but you don't necessarily have sovereignty?
1: Okay, Article 56 of UNCLOS says, Within this EEZ, a state has sovereign rights for purposes of exploring, exploiting, conserving, managing natural resources of the waters super-adjacent to the seabed and of the seabed and its subsoil. It's a whole host of technical definitions. But basically, what sovereign rights over the EEZ would mean, is basically to to exploit the natural resources. You're allowed to do that. So, no? kung may langis
0: dyan, pwede kong kunin. Pwede mong,
1: kunin, pwede mong gamitin. Pwede mong linangin. Pwede mong exploit. But, having sovereign rights over a particular area, such as an exclusive economic zone, does not confer sovereignty. An EEZ is not sovereign territory.
0: Okay. So, the way we're picturing it is, for example, if you have an a perfectly circle island a and a perfectly circled island b, and they are three hundred nautical miles away from each other diba? inevitably there uh, between the two of them, there will be an overlap of their of their respective two hundred nautical miles on all sides
1: yes, but that 's the reason why it 's called the exclusive economic zone within that zone ikaw yon.
0: Mm. You overlap.
1: Yan ang yan.
0: Okay. And therefore, the, the, if the EEZ is calculated on the basis of your farthest point, then that's why every island becomes important because every island to the east, to the north, to the south, and to the west basically extends your EEZ by another 200 nautical miles?
1: Kama yon. So even yung definition, no, very technical na to yung definition mga rocks and everything, ano yan, uh, binibilang yan to see if it can create an EEZ. Kasi pwede mo i-extend talaga siya. I remember Justice Scarpio, the Supreme Court, in one of his lectures saying that because the Palawan, no, tuloy-tuloy, napakahaba ng baseline na yon, Talagang m- maluwag yung EZ natin Kasi ang haba ng, ng baseline natin, ang coastline
0: natin Okay, so another term A term that has now come into our vocabulary Is patrimony Is patrimony different pa from sovereignty and territory?
1: Well, yes, patrimony basically is ownership of property Ownership of anything Just like a an individual, a a state, a country can have patrimony. For example, context of the Philippines, all natural resources are part of the patrimony of the state. The state owns the natural resources and no private person can actually own it unless the state grants that private person the right to own those resources.
0: Now, we get into this discussion because in the same way that you append rights to sovereignty, people have also appended and made a distinction on Patrimonial Assets. What does Patrimonial Assets refer to?
1: Okay, let me go to three provisions of the Civil Code first to explain that. Articles 419, 420, 421. 419 defines property as either being of public dominion or or of private ownership. So it defines property based on ownership. It's either public or private. And then under Article 420, it specifies which are publicly owned public dominion would be those intended for public use such as roads canals rivers etc etc including banks, shores and others of similar character then pangalawa those which belong to the state which but uh, with, without being for public use but are intended for some public service okay union public dominion 421 says all other property of the state which is not of the character stated in the previous article is patrimonial property. So, by default, by elimination, patrimonial property would be those that are not for public use, are not uh, set aside for public service, or for any uh, act that would develop the national wealth. Example. Example. Natural resources that are, you know, reserves. Yung mga kaya mo pang kunin, nasa ilalim pa, hindi mo pa din develop Yan, patrimonial yan. Kasi hindi mo pa ginagamit for public use. Hindi mo pa din reserve for public use. The default is... All natural resources under the Constitution, all lands, are owned by the state. So the question only is, is it public domain or patrimonial? For patrimonial uh, assets, a law has to declare it as patrimonial because it's not being used for for public use. By by
0: patrimonial, you mm. mean this is for ownership? This is for ownership. Well, it's
1: owned. It's uh, owned by the state.
0: It's owned by the Mm -hmm. state. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we start from the assumption um, that all land in the Philippines is owned by the state. Yes. Ba? Yes. And then it will now be, you will need a law to declare specific areas as for?
1: Patrimonial. Patrimonial assets.
0: For patrimonial assets. Mm-hmm. Now, patrimonial assets basically says, pagmamayari yan ng Estado at bukod doon, we recognize na mayroong pwedeng gamitin dyan. Pwede mo benta Ah, pwedeng ibenta. Pwede,
1: pwede, pwede i-benta. Kasi it's, you know, it's like anything. Because you're not, using it for the public use. Ah. So pwedeng
0: ibenta? Ah, so that's that's where it, it's the state is basically behaving as you said like a private owner. As a private
1: owner. Yes. mag
0: and sell. Yes. Now the other side don sa patrimonial asset na pwedeng ibenta is the No, uh, if it's not patrimonial,
1: it, if it's not patrimonial then it's public dominion. Okay. No, yon public hindi, dominion. Mo pwedeng, hindi mo pwedeng ibenta yon. Hmm. Kasi it's really intended for public use. So, for example, uh, there are lands that cannot be what what we call alienated or disposed of. Because those are for public use.
0: Yung patrimonial asset, is that the same as alienable and disposable?
1: Well, essentially, yes. It would have to be patrimonial, yes. That's why there is a law that must say alienable and disposable land.
0: I uh, see, okay. Ngayon, hindi, it is for public it is public dominion. Yes, for example, uh, you know forest reserve,
1: mga gana hindi bent.
0: Hmm. So if it's a, if it's a mining reserve, if it's a, a forest reserve, um, and all the way extending to the sea, can you de- do you have to declare certain areas in the sea as as a reserve or as mm-hmm. a protected area or whatever?
1: Yes. In order to dispose. Okay. Then, then otherwise, it's considered public dominion.
0: Now, of course, one big context here, why why we have been trying to understand all of these terms over the past uh, years, is precisely because between the reality of China's military might and, for that matters, China's de facto control over the South China Sea. Now, this is the whole point in bringing this question this matter to the Permanent Court of Arbitration and basically saying, yes, we recognize the reality, but this refers to our sovereignty, our territory, our patrimonial assets, and our sovereign.
1: I agree. That is exactly the point why in 2013, the Philippines brought China to court and why the ruling by the Permanent Court of Arbitration meant so much, not only to the Philippines, but basically to everyone under the UNCLOS. That ruling clearly defined the limits of China's reach, debunking the nine-dash line, affirming the Philippines' formulation of its EEZ over its sovereign rights. So I think the ruling was important not only for us but for other states as well under the own clause.
0: Okay, now just to be clear, the ruling did not say per se... What is the territory of no. the Philippines? No, it's, it's actually not. the other way around. Yes, the ruling basically said to China and to the world the limits of China's territory. Yes, by debunking the nine-dash line. Yes. Okay, I think that uh, helps us to understand a lot of uh, the terms. Uh, maraming salamat, Teh. Huwag kalimutan mag-subscribe sa Puma Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to TED Talks on Puma Podcast. Just search for us on Spotify, Anchor, and Stitcher. Ako po si Robby This episode was produced by Katrina Ventura and edited by Nico Bolante. Maraming salamat po. Thanks for listening.